Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode, the return episode of the Smart Nerd Podcast. This is Ariel. Uh, I will be. Uh huh. I will be the moderator, (laughs) the inquisitor, and the uh, main culprit of this disaster that you may hear, depending on how you interpret it. Whether it's a disaster or not, that's all on you. I just record this shit. Uh, Harold, let the people know who you are. So, my name is Harold. I am basically a new member of the Smarts, uh, one of the newest um, WWE fans since I can remember, well, wrestling fan in general, because at the end of the day, nowadays, there are more things that uh, WWE is not much today, wrestling-wise, to be honest, because it is more reality-related, I guess. But that's it. I'm, I'm on IT where I work at a call center, and that's pretty much what I am. Yeah, and, Gamer wrestling fan. And just to clear up for the people listening in the States, it is basically a requirement that if you speak English in the Dominican Republic that you work in a call center. That's pretty much a requirement. Yes. It is. Yes. Either so. that or a Punta Cana. Yes, that or Sanky But let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a wrestling podcast. So we're talking about wrestling. So if you don't like wrestling, I don't know what you're doing listening to us. But if you do enjoy wrestling and like to shit on the product, mainly WWE, because that's the main shithole that we shit on, uh, you're welcome. We're right at home. <laughs> Join the family. Yeah, join in and the shitter. So uh, the only good thing, though, we can talk about WWE these days is NXT. And this past weekend, we had a takeover, which was, as per normal, a good one. I didn't see it because fuck WWE. <laughs> <laughs> well, you but I, I have a few of the friends here in the Smart, in the smart Nerd community in our Smarks roundtable, did see it, and for their opinion, it was good, so I have to give it a thumbs-up review just on their review. On that, uh, a pay-per-view, just to round up a little bit of what happened, well, not, we're not going to go blow for blow everything that happened, but the main thing is that Finn Balor retained his NXT title, but at a cost, his jaw. It is broken. Uh, as of recording time, the prognosis is that it's broken in two places, and yet they have not stripped him of the title because reasons. Apparently, they're expecting that Jesus comes and touches jaw and put it back in place, or I don't know what other mojo or voodoo they're expecting at this point, but if he legitimately did break his jaw, that means his title is out. Naming the NXT title the most cursed title in actuality at the moment. <laughs> Do you agree? Mind you, actually, Finn Balor has a curse of his own, too, which actually makes it double. Yep. Remember back then when he became the first Universal Champion, he had to relinquish the title to the most decorated star of all the entertainment vacant mm-hmm. the next day. So... Um, it is not new, unfortunately, and really unfortunately, because Finn Balor is one of the best performers WWE has to offer in general, not only NXT, but unfortunately, it is what it is. NXT is actually on a real, really, really, really bad. Uh, it is something that right now it is a really bad curse. Yeah, they're a glorified hurt locker right now. Uh, we'll get more into that. Also, his opponent. Kyle O'Reilly in that main event was hurt as well. I don't have the details of the length of his injuries, but he will be out of action for a while as well. And we'll also update you on another one. But we're, since we're keeping this a little bit chronological in order, we're going to have to continue from the takeover to Raw in, in to sum up Raw as per usual. It sucked. Donkey, it donkey balls. It sucked. Whatever analogy or acronym you want to fill in there, put it in there. And the piece of resistance of the night was revealing Mustafa Ali as the leader of Retribution. Crickets. <laughs> Good old 
<laughs> do it all retribution. You know, uh, on Monday when I actually saw that, I myself was really, really, really deeply looking for Fox to give because at the end of the day, right now we're talking about Mustafa Ali, which is actually a great performer overall, and he deserves a good push and to go over. So I really want this to mean something for the first time since Retribution actually started popping up on TV. Yeah, I mean, uh, other than cosplaying as Bane and wearing like the dollar gift, sh- uh, g- uh, the Dollar Tree store versions of those masks, uh, Bane masks, uh, uh, they're they're like a very vanilla version of what Nexus tried to be, and that was already watered down by the time Cena buried them. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I know they're trying to do something with uh, Ali, and the last time they did try to do something with him was last year before he got injured, and then Kofi took his thunder and ran with it until Brock Lesnar destroyed him in six seconds. Was it right? Kind of, yeah. yeah. It was so, around six seconds. Yeah, so uh, that was, and that's the highlight of Mustafa Ali's career in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Yep, and that's a shame. And that's a shame because Mustafa Ali is a great wrestler. He is a good performer, and that's no shitting on him. It's just that he is backed up or being pushed off a cliff by the shittiest of shittiest creative WWE has to offer, which is a lot. <laughs> uh, now going to AEW. Uh, we, the basic resume, uh, uh, basic, uh, ro- uh, dynamite recap that we can give you is that Cody is once again TNT champion after a savage dog collar match against Brody Lee. Uh, Jericho celebrated 30 years in the business by putting, uh, you know, getting himself over again and, and doing his ger- normal, uh, per normal Jericho stuff bunch of celebrities doing cameos uh i mean the actual cameo app appearing and sending him his love or i don't know how they did it but nonetheless a bunch of celebrities congratulating jericho for his 30 years in the business and now going back to nxt and to fill in to that little thing that we mentioned before that the cur- the curse on nxt well rich holland who was a active participant in the main event in nxt takeover when he showed up with the dead body of Adam Cole in the end, uh, now suffered an injury in his ankle. He shattered it for apparently. A, a, he turned into an AC Guapa. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was horrible. Shattered. Yeah. A shattered ankle, and he will be out until next year. So, uh, continuing the plethora of injuries that NXT has, I mean, Basically, stay away from the main event. Just stay away from the main event. Don't go to the main event. If you try to be a main eventer in NXT, the curse is active full time there. Uh, it's taken out Karrion Cross. It's taken out. It seems to be taking out Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. And now it has touched Rich Holland as well. So, uh, so far, so good. Uh, as of recording time, this is the recap we have for the world of wrestling as is at the moment. Now we're going to go to the main subjects into the podcast. Uh, we will be talking about the, the draft, the 2020 draft for Raw and SmackDown. And apparently those are going to be the only two participants of the draft this year. NXT apparently will not be participating. Uh, let us check the rules that they applied. And this is funny that they actually put rules on this because we all know that this is all kayfabe and bullshit. It's basically whatever Vince, whatever thought pops into Vince's head these days, that's what's going to be. But nonetheless, let us humor ourselves in reading the rules for the 2020 WWE drafts. More than 60 male superstars, female superstars, and tag teams have been placed into the 2020 WWE Draft. The draft begins Friday night on SmackDown and concludes Monday night on Raw. More than 20 superstars are eligible to be drafted on Friday night, and more than 30 superstars are eligible to be drafted on Monday. Since Friday night SmackDown is a two-hour show and Monday night Raw is a three-hour show, every two picks SmackDown has, Raw will get three picks. 
tag teams will count as one pick unless Fox or USA Network, in conjunction with the WWE officials, wants to pick one superstar from the team. Any undrafted superstars will be immediately be declared free agents and be able to sign within the brand of their choosing. So, clearing up the rules as I have read them, what can we expect for tomorrow? Because this is recording time Thursday, tomorrow, Friday. What can we expect that uh, SmackDown snatches from Raw? Besides all of the clusterfucks, I think they're going to pull off because, to be honest, I don't actually know who belongs to which brand anymore. Kevin Owens appeared on SmackDown last week. Bray Wyatt appeared on Raw this Monday. So what is going on? Can anyone actually help us understand which superstar belongs to which brand? Um, I guess and I wish actually they clarify that in this draft and... It stays that way after the draft concludes because, to be honest, there actually has been a lot of movement lately. Um, we don't know what to expect at this point. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, that's why I put the little clarification in the beginning because it's whatever Vince's m mind is set up upon in the moment. If in the moment he feels like, you know what, I want AJ on Raw. And then he sends AJ on Raw. And then two minutes later, uh, they're like, you know what? No, I changed my mind. Back to SmackDown. It's pretty much on a whim. And that's basically how WWE has been run for the past, I don't know, 15, 20 years. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, it, 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 it kind of, you know, makes it difficult in order to follow this up with logic. You know, that's a word that's hardly used in WWE. But let us try to use it nonetheless in order to have some sanity and decency in this world. <laughs> there is something that I actually want them to actually maintain. Please, please, please keep Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Yes. He has a really good thing going on right now with Heal Roman and with his story with Jay Uso. It is going magnificently good. Please don't try to fix it. It's not broken. Leave him on SmackDown. He's doing just great. Yes. Uh, it is to, it, to say that SmackDown is blowing Raw out of the water is an understatement. SmackDown is the better show of the two and, uh, a better wrestling product overall and a better storytelling, more cohesive, more, you know, logical. And, uh, the way they've been telling the Roman story has been good. And we're kind of already jumping to the next point, but let's keep it on the draft. Uh, and then we'll go back to Roman. Uh, the draft, uh, who do I pick that will stay in SmackDown? Let's, let's basically do this. Who stays in SmackDown? And who do you see has a possibility going to Raw? In my case, and I'll start first. I think that AJ could go to Raw just because, you know, the war, the war is, is working in SmackDown and, uh, <laughs> it could be that there's still some, uh, you know, old feelings there regarding what happened to Gallows and Anderson who are now in Impact. Uh, so I'm saying maybe AJ goes to Raw. Maybe Kevin Owens goes to SmackDown because basically they just having Kevin Owens, uh, you know, bouncing around here and there, practically doing nothing on, on Raw. And to go to SmackDown, I would think it would be a benefit for him because, uh, SmackDown has better storytelling. They can always revisit that old Sami Zayn rivalry, which hasn't been done in a while. So it could probably start fresh and new. Uh, you know, give Owens something to do because they're wasting Owens on Raw, and he is a top talent. A, he is a guy that can carry any brand, and I think that, that he can be better used there. Other than that, I don't see any major changes. I mean, unless they want to take the Fiend to Raw, which I wouldn't recommend at all. Please don't do that because they'll just fuck him up there. Uh, basically, any wrestler that goes to Raw. 
Yeah, they pretty much have their career counted. They uh, counted as ended because Raw is a dead end to me, at least. So, what do you think? Uh, actually, going to Raw right now means total failure. Yeah. So, and actually, Raw. I'm not shitting on Raw because I just want to shit on it. It is just stating the facts as they are. And it's not because we want Raw to fail. We don't want no wrestling organization or brand to fail. At the end of the day, we are fans. Um, but to be honest, I would try to give a little bit of star power to Raw in order to help him to help it a bit. But they need a little bit of freedom to do so. I believe that SmackDown is having a piece of that. Especially, and you know, going back to the Roman thing, it's just for a moment having Heyman help Roman, you know, with that freedom uh, that Heyman has to do things, is actually what has taken that story to what it is at the moment. So they need a little bit of freedom. They cannot get that robotic at storylines, and that is actually what's fucking things up. And Raw needs to loosen up a bit in order to recuperate. This is not the first time Raw actually falls behind. When Paul Heyman was chief of creator of SmackDown back then, SmackDown was killing Monday Night Raw. So I don't know what is in Vince's mind, to be honest, but he's not minding much. Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, I can't, I, we can only speculate what the hell is going on with Vince, but the, the main thing is that Raw sucks. It completely sucks. And if you're going to go for what uh, a, a guy like John Moxley said last year when he left and went to AEW, uh, that was very damaging. And it pretty much confirmed a lot of uh, the ideas that uh, us fans thought. When I heard that podcast with Jericho, uh, when Moxley said the things he said about Vince, that he he's truly lost he doesn't understand the product he doesn't understand what's going on now he, he has very archaic ideas old ideas that he thinks that are cool he thinks that are hip they think that it, it will call the attention of young fans and when actuality they're old ass ideas and they don't do nothing for any us of us long-term fans or even new fans So it was very boring ideas, and uh, thank God that Roman, and well, what the hell, let's just go in there, because the draft is very iffy or shitty at best. We don't, we can't, it's very difficult to predict the draft because it's all coming back down to Vince. He's very unpredictable in terms of what he wants. He doesn't even know what he wants. So how the hell are we going to (laughs) predict what's going to come out if he doesn't even know what the hell is going to happen? How you guys are doing? Sorry to interrupt you guys. Hey. What's up? We have another member ha- joining us mid-conversation. It is Big Daddy V. Baldwin. Hey, how are you? Are you Harris? How's everything? We're all good. We're already up and running and recording. Good, good, good. I was hearing you regarding about the draft, man. You know, the draft is a predictable. Right now, we don't know how it's going to end because that guy, I see Kevin Owens participating in SmackDown. Then you see Braun Strowman is in SmackDown going to Raw. And it's like this back and forth thing, like they're teasing how these guys are going to end up. But at the end of the day, that's how it's going to be. So let's see what happens tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like we were saying already, it's unpredictable. It's all on a, uh, the whim of Vince. We read the rules, the alleged rules that uh, the draft applies, but... We all know that in practice, like that may be applying now, but in two months, half of the people that were selected are going to go back to their respective brands and fuck it. They're going to keep doing the same bullshit that they've been doing so far because fuck it. Look, in the past two weeks, Ron Strowman's been in Raw on the right? This week, he was in Raw for the third week in a row and he fights right? Then you see Kevin Owens that belongs to Raw was in SmackDown and interviewing um, Alexa Bliss. Then he interviews, then he interviews Braun, uh, Brady Wyatt in, in Raw. So, you, so it's, right now, it's a predictable. Right now, you have no idea, no clue how everything's going to end up. Uh, yeah. 
I'm I'm gonna ask a question because I haven't been watching no any Raw or any SmackDown because I value my mental health. And right now with COVID, everything is very delicate. So I'm trying to feed my brain positive thoughts and not garbage. <laughs> I said it before, and I'm taking a bullet for everybody right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, the, your psychiatry bills have to be off the fucking chain. Anyway, <laughs> the question is: uh, Has Braun Strowman been showing up on SmackDown while he's been going on Raw? No, he hasn't. In the past few weeks, few weeks in a row, he's been showing up on the Smack on Raw. After he lost to Roman Reigns and to um, Bray Wyatt, he's been showing up on Raw for those three weeks. So yeah. You know how that's gonna be? he's gonna be at Raw because right now they're not like having this feud between him and Keith Lee, which I'll tell you something on Monday. For me, I saw Raw and I and, and I like you just said I need a psychiatrist. I probably need a psychologist. I don't know what the hell fuck I need down the road. But what I saw what I liked between him and Keith Lee. It was intense. They were all over each other. Keith Lee is an athletic guy. Braun Strowman, you know, he knows how to work with people, with small people. So that combination is going to be good. It, 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 that's going to be good for you. Okay. I, well, I'm gonna like you know what? I'm thinking right now, like, a, a choice that I would make. Uh, I would send Strowman to Raw and Keith Lee to SmackDown just to have someone different for uh, Roman to fight with later on after he's done with the feud with his family and just to have someone else in there to shuffle. I mean, they had a great interaction last year in Survivor Series, so uh, I would like to see that uh, uh, show up again. And Strowman to Raw because, I mean, if he ain't doing nothing, then for sure they're not going to take the belt away from Roman anytime soon. I don't think he'll drop that belt until Mania probably at the uh, at the latest. Uh, so, uh, Braun, let him destroy everybody on Raw, and who knows, he might even get a title shot versus Drew there. So, uh, that would be a, a, another extra addition into my mock draft. But let's go back to Roman. Let's talk about his heel turn, his recent heel turn. It's not a traditional heel turn per se, in the sense that, that you can tell that he is clearly an evil guy, quote unquote. It's more that it's a change of attitude. And it's a change of attitude that us old wrestling fans are welcoming because it's not suffering succotash. Uh, Mr. Let me write, let me have my promos written for me and memorize them and say them verbatim exactly as VKM said it. It's more a natural Roman, but with a fucking swagger, with an attitude. So uh, I would like to hear your guys' opinion on how you are interpreting this heel turn. If it's good, bad, or where are you in this? Well, um, Ira, go ahead. Thank you. So, well, you know, Roman Reigns, before this change of attitude, he just was uh, kind of um, terminated, let us say. Like, I want your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. So it was just so vanilla and robotic that it was just not even funny. N nobody actually wanted nothing to do with Roman back in the back in the day when he was just like that. And it is understandable because at the end of the day, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel organic. So this change of attitude, this uh, underground heel turn, because that's actually how I see it, uh, has helped him like a lot. It is going into a new direction. It is a new attitude. He looks better. He looks like he means business. And I expect great things from him from now on, to be honest. Okay. Uh, Baldwin, your opinion? Well, you know, I, I bet you guys know that I've been a Roman Reigns fan for a long time. Even though everybody hated him, you know, I saw that he has potential. And this change, for me, is the best thing that's ever happened. You know, Ari and I are really old school. I know how, I know Harris in his 30s, but me and Ariel, we've been watching wrestling since we were six years old. And, um, this change is very positive because this is a new status. As you can see, Paul Heyman is not talking as much as he used to. You know, I, what I like is Roman goes from like, he just extending his hand and like, give me the mic, not take over. So 
that shows that he doesn't need an advocate, like you know, like like Brock, like uh, Brock, Brock Lesnar. But you know, this new face of Roman shows that this a side of him that's dark, you know, and, and that he's and that that he knows what he wants, you know. And I like this change. My son, which is fourteen. Me and him were having lunch together, together. He goes to me, Dad, I don't agree with him. And I, and I asked him to look, you don't understand it now because you're in a, you're, you're, you're learning to be a smart right now. But down the road, you understand this change for the best thing ever. And now, you hear me? Hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Now we can hear you. All right. You know, what I'm saying is that down the road, Roman, after he beats the living crap of his cousin, which is going to be, you know, a hell in the cell, that's going to, that's, you know, that's, that's going to happen. But um, down the road, Roman's going to come a stable, which I mentioned before, of him and his family. And it's going to be the tropical And, you know, there'll be more Samoans added to it. What I see down the road, Jesus Christ, just what WWE needs, more Samoans. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what I see down the road, I see is the Usos, then probably Nia Jax, and the other Samoan. You know, uh, that, dude, that. they're all on Hawaii. Forget about it. <laughs> they're all cousins yeah, for real yeah, life, so no. fuck it. No, but you, I see that I see that happen. You know, I'm never going to ask somebody else. But this is a good thing for him. I think this Roman's gonna be like you said, Ariel. For me, he's gonna hold that belt since the And you know, don't even need a strong heel right now, or, or uh, somebody that has that figure. And I think he's the guy for it right now. You know, I like I like this turn. I like this his appeal, the way he just like like I don't give a crap about him. Yes, why you don't like it? The hell with it. And it's so we've been talking about this, Ariel. You remember in your first podcast, we were talking about this. Four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is something we were talking back then. We, we all want this to happen. It took five years. Okay, great. But it's here now. And I'm enjoying it. When I, wa- I watch SmackDown because of that. I usually fall asleep. I'm not going to deny. I fall asleep and roll in the last hour. I'm not going to lie. But in SmackDown, you know, I, those two hours, I enjoy it completely. Because I like to watch. I want to see what Roman's going to come up with. Well, this is this is a good thing, you know. And Jay also, you know, this is you know something maybe a stepping stone for him in the new future. I mean, th- they've been pushing Jay Uso to the moon. He'd be AJ Styles. That's not small potatoes. Oh no, at all. You know that that's not that's not that, that, that's not small potatoes. Now the the funny part is how about his twin? Was that about his twin then? Are they gonna push Jimmy? I don't think so. Probably will not. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. But, you know, WWE, you never know what's going to happen. But this is a very positive thing. So I, I like this of, of Roman being a badass, you know, being like, I don't give a crap about anything. Call him and give me the damn mic. Stop talking too much. I'm going to talk right now. That's what I like. Well, uh, I, I, to not rain over wet terrain, uh, I agree 100% with everything you guys said. Uh, Roman's change of attitude it's what was needed for him to advance. You couldn't do the same old, same old. Uh, I mean, we complained to death when Cena was around that we wanted a heel turn and we never got one actually because he did start kind of a, he kind of started as a heel, though he started really as a baby face, but he really got his trend going. He got his engine running when he was a heel, when he started the rap thing and he started having that attitude, that swagger. That's when he really started to click. And that's when the Cena thing really began, when he was starting his heel character, which then transitioned into that uh, Dr. Thugonomics, then to Super Cena. And uh, that's what Roman needed, that shot in the arm, because the, the old Roman was getting stale. It was an old shit. It was the same old shit, the same old, uh, you know, merchandise uh, king, the guy, the company guy, the smiley face. Uh, and, uh, now with that change of attitude is like, fuck all of this. I'm going to wreck everybody that's in front of me and I'm going to do it in a heelish fashion, which is uh, like, I'll go into, I'll start this match whenever the fuck I wanted to. 
It's not when you wanted to, it's when I want to. So this attitude is fresh. Uh, I'm intrigued to see how far we're going to get to this heel character because right now you can argue he's kind of a tweener. You can argue that because he hasn't done something very heelish yet. Although he has been opportunistic, but you know, nowadays, uh, that's here, ne- neither here or there in terms of baby faces or heels. So he hasn't turned that full fledged heel yet, but it's heel ish uh, at the moment. But kudos 100% with the uh, Roman character so far. I'm 100% behind it. It's the best thing happening in SmackDown, and it's the reason why right now SmackDown is cleaning the fucking floor. With a raw, so uh, oh, yeah. well, what's uh, funny is if back then, like a year, like a year ago, you will ask any of us if we will actually watch SmackDown or think of watching SmackDown because of Roman, we will say hell no. What the fuck you're talking about? Exactly, and this also yeah. comes. This also comes to prove what Jericho said. And every when he said it, everybody thought, "Oh, he's a company guy. He's just kissing Vince's ass. He's probably doing it." But uh, but uh, if you guys remember, Jericho was one of the guys that was defending Roman back then when he was, you know, all smile, suffering, succotash days. Jericho said, "No, this guy can fucking work. This guy is good. This guy can really do the fucking work." And there is a reason why they're putting the him on top because he is that fucking good. And now that you see the heel character, this turn, you can finally see that there is some fucking swagger and attitude behind the guy that did all the fucking moves. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree with you. I, on that, on that sense, you know, we always said the Roman, the, the minute the turn and heel, that's going to be good for him. Look, when he came back with the cancer thing, you were really sympathetic with him, you know, that they, tear for him and everything. Okay, I was fine. They came back. He still needed a change. And, I, and, we, and we've been talking about this for a very long time. And this change for me is the best thing ever, ever happened. SmackDown before was damn boring. And now with this change with Roman, you know, it's been, it's been good to watch. You, know, you watch, you watch Shane, how you like, like you just said, I, I like his shirt. It says, wreck everyone and leave. That's how it is right now. Yeah. Show up and win. That's the attitude. So, and, and this is a positive thing. I yep. like this. I like what he's going. Hopefully, I hope it lasts a couple, you know, he's a tweener right now, but I'd rather have him as a tweener than, than, than the face. Yeah. Literally. So, uh, let's end it there because uh, we're running in circles here and we're practically just repeating everything that we ch- each other said. So the concession is Roman good for business. Heal Roman good for business. Uh, let's go to the next subject, uh, which is something that has been, uh, you know, taking the attention of all wrestling fans, uh, during the past weeks. Uh, it's the Twitter. I mean, the Twitch and cameo bands from WWE then changed to WWE saying, no, we actually want to owe them, own them now. And give you part of the change of what you make on your own Twitch and cameos. Uh, this has been an ongoing issue for months now. And with this new clarification or wording of what WWE wants to do with the talents, uh, Twitch and cameo accounts, uh, we have now added to the fray AJ Styles, who famously owns a, a Twitch channel and shows off he's a famous gamer. He's always been a gamer, a longtime gamer. And we have some comments that he did on his channel regarding the situation. So I'm going to read what he said and then we can interpret or uh, correlate from what he says here. So regarding the situation, this uh, quoting AJ Styles, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what they, uh, they expect from us when it comes to our channel. I don't know if it's something that they're like. We just want you guys under an umbrella like uh, WWE Twitch and have a, a set lineup. And here is who is on when. If that's the case, great. Then fans would know where we, uh, uh, where and when to find us. I don't know if this uh, that's going to happen. I, I, really, I literally don't know. And unfortunately, I found out the same way a lot of you did through the internet, which is a shame. So basically he's saying there's very poor communication in front of WWE and, the, and their part. 
Continuing the quote, nobody is in here making millions on Twitch. We are not pro gamers. That's not what is happening. I feel like for us, it's an opportunity to do what we love, play video games and interact with you, uh, with our fans. It's a chance to appreciate you guys appreciating us. That's basically what's going on, especially with what's going on in the world right now. I don't get to see you guys anymore unless you are on the video screens on the Thunderdome. We don't get to see you. We don't get to talk to you. We don't get to, to, to do much. This is the next best thing. Oh, okay. I don't know what they're going to get out of this. The communication has not been as great as we'd like. There's a lot of us who are all on the same page. We've talked to each other. We're facing the same thing. WWE is a great place to work, despite what you may think, and despite what's going on with the Twitch and stuff like that. There's just There just needs to be better communication and direction. Lines in the sand, I guess, if you could say. So that's the end of the quote from AJ. So inferring from what you just read and what he said, what do you guys think uh, uh, the, the main thing here from what AJ said? Not surprised, to be honest, in a couple of points that he stated. First off, being the communication. Remember, when Talking Smack actually relaunched, Xavier Woods was supposed to be in it, but he actually found out over social media. He was never noticed, notified, or called or anything. So they are having really big communications issues. So, uh, and at the end of the day, they might actually have pulled the plug on the plan and they and the wrestlers don't know and they're still concerned that this Twitch takeover might happen. And it is sad uh, because it is what AJ says. It is a way to connect to their fans something that doesn't happen anymore on a wrestling TV show because at the end of the day, just looking at a screen, the guy's just saying hi. You cannot say hi back directly to that fan because it is he's, it is not there. They it, it doesn't feel the same. It's not the same energy at the end of the day. And, you know, for WWE to take that from its, quote, independent contractors, it is something really... Let's say, let us, let's say, and I'm not a fan of politics, but let's say a little bit Trumpish. This sounds like Trump trying to take money from TikTok. It is basically, if you compare it, it's basically the same thing. Uh, you're making money with that. You're going to have to give me a couple of those bucks. Otherwise, you're not allowed to use that thing. Uh, Baldwin, what do you think? Well, you know, um, what would happen to pretty much peace? What happened, whatever happened that you have your own control, your own life. So this is something separately, what you do what in your, in your career. You know, I think that they've taken advantage of it. Guys, you know, it's like they're trying to connect with the public, they're trying to find a way to connect with the, with the people, you know, with the fans. And it's like you're taking that, taking that away from them. That's not right, man. You know, the, one of the, of the amendments is the freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Where is that? What the fuck is that? It's not there anymore. WWE wants to profit off of that, wants to control that what you do. You know, so basically you can't do anything anymore. So time, you know, back then, you know, when wrestling was wrestling, I read you know, in the early 90s and early 2000s, there was no Twitter, there was no Twitch, it was nothing like that. It was very different. And people had to connect the old way. You know, right now, they can have more fans than what they have right now. That is, I, I, I don't like where this is going to, and, and this is just totally wrong. And if people have freedom of expression, and freedom of what, how they want to, whatever they want to do with themselves, man, you know, this is not right. This is just going to be trying to take a cut what people do to make more money off of I'm sorry, I don't agree with you. Yeah, um, I'm with you guys on this boat because uh, maybe AJ doesn't protest as strongly as others because AJ is in a more secure spot, also making more money than the basic uh, roster guy. So probably getting a hit on Twitch is like, meh, okay, I can deal with it because I'm already getting millions on the side on my contract. So yeah, I can take a hit here on Twitch. I don't care. He probably has that attitude. I'm not saying he does. I don't know him. I don't have any understanding on his dealings with Twitch. 
I don't know how it works with him. But, for example, people like Selena Vega, people like Paige, uh, that don't make that Quan, that don't make that money exactly like a, a guy like AJ does, uh, this hurts them a lot because there are no live events. There is no live event pay. There is no, uh, merch sales on live events on your pro, on your t-shirts and whatnot. So this Twitch money is acting right now as that money is that's what's taking that money. And believe me, they take all the money they can get because now in the pandemic, it's not like you're getting a steady income. I would think that things are not getting paid as they used to because they do have a contract with each, each of these guys, but they have separate things on the side for live events. And when was the last time WWE had a live event? Can you even remember? Nope. Nope. Yeah, so nope. This, this is money that is hurting them. So to WWE getting into their pockets, getting into channels that these guys created, mind you. It wasn't WWE that created it. These guys created it. Yes, they're taking advantage of, of uh, celebrity status that WWE gave these guys. Yes, I will admit that. Yes, that is true. But this is something done on their leisure, on their time with their equipment. They invested money to buy cameras, to buy PCs, to buy Xboxes or PlayStations and buy the, the, the video cards, the sound cards. They invested money on microphones. And believe me, for a guy like I do, like I produce, I'm producing a podcast. These goddamn mics, these mic stands, these uh, sound systems, all this shit, it ain't fucking cheap. This costs money. This costs some quan. You gotta, if you want a decent setup, you gotta pay some decent money. So this came out of their pocket. So now WWE wants to come out and take money out of their pockets. Fuck. You, WWE, fuck you. So, uh, I mean, I think that AJ was keeping it very PC and very politically correct. One, because he's a Christian boy. Second, because, you know, he doesn't want to piss off anybody, probably. I can only speculate on that end. But I would imagine if we had someone in the main roster right now that can speak to us freely with no repercussions whatsoever, they would say they would... To, let me say something in Spanish. Lo mandan pal carajo, events. Lo manda pal carajo. Let me ask you guys a question. Me not being, not knowing too much of the subject. But is, why I see the WWE is because they're using their, their stage name. For example, Selena Vega. That's a stage name. Yes. But if he uses her own name, it's still an issue. And it shouldn't be, right? It shouldn't be because, you know, for example, when the first issue happened, uh, when the first report happened last month that they were asking them to, uh, quote unquote, remove the Twitch and cameos, uh, what they did as a response or a defense mechanism was they all change it. All their, they all changed their channels to their shoot uh, names. For example, uh, Paige changed her channel to Soraya. Uh, I don't know what Selena Vegas uh, channel is and whatnot, but uh, AJ keeps his name because he's always been AJ Styles. So, and he's licensed his name to WWE, so it doesn't really matter at that point. Mm-hmm. But still, the, 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 it should have been a problem. It shouldn't have been, but apparently, for, for example, allegedly, Paige's, Paige makes 45000 a month with Twitch. No kidding. Allegedly, I, I I can't I, no hand on the Bible shit on my end, but that's what I heard. That's the the number I heard. And you know, Paige is retired, forcefully retired from wrestling due to her neck neck injury. So uh, this is pretty much the very steady income that she gets. So in her case, I would be pretty pissed off if WWE wants to take some money out of her. Totally. Totally, I agree with you. One hundred, like you just said, man. You know, people. You know, this is the extra income. This is the money on the side. You know, and if she changed her name to her original name, her own name, it should have been Bugger World at that. But you know, this crazy. Shit. I even I even heard a, a tweet that done by Mia Yim. That's Keith Lee's girl, right? 
Yeah, correct. Okay, uh, she tweeted out saying that, do you want to take the meat out of my refrigerator too? Mm. <laughs> 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 and I was like, damn. <laughs> I'm going to write that one down now. <laughs> when I saw that one, I was like, okay, this one is not afraid. <laughs> oh, it looks like it. she's not. Mm. Especially with that Richard Bruce's crap that she's doing right now. She's going to be afraid. Mm-mm. There's oh, still some people that actually don't give a rat's ass what WWE thinks besides of being in contract with them because at the end of the day, if they get fired, they can do even what they do somewhere else or they can do something else. I mean, So at the end of the day, they don't feel that fear of just losing a contract with WWE. Just big deal. I mean, they can also, I mean, there are options that they can take. For example, Roderick Strong, what he did was he just closed his cameo account and that's it. Just to avoid any yeah. further problems. He was like, well, good thing that I was making this money up to the moment. Now that WWE wants to fuck me, I would say you're not going to get this money. So fuck you. I'm canceling the, the goddamn channel. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, those are options that you can take. I mean, that's a very politically correct protest is like okay if you if you want to take my money you don't want to give me my money then none of us are going to get any money out of this so fuck you what i think of wwe is using since they use the stage names that's what the, that's what the, that's what they like all right you're retric strong right now you know using that name I, I i need a cut from that you know that all right and and if they go to the original name they still want to cut you know it, it's still wrong man no matter how you put it out I mean, you know, the part of using the WWE names on those third-party channels, that I understand. But, you know, after you use, I don't know, your name, for example, that there, it doesn't make sense anymore. No. Just leave the guy be. Yeah. It's yeah. her thing. Just leave it as it is. But yeah, that's what it is Vince. He doesn't give a shit. He do what yeah. he wants. But also you, but, and I'm sorry, I switched. But also you said that pregunta because you just, like, you're going back to your name. All right, I'm not using your stage name. What the fuck you keep you know, hitting me? Let me use my own name then. No, it's still, it's still a problem. You know, it's, it's crazy. No, and mind you, just to add a little bit more caveat into the situation, uh, they're listed as you said, uh, Harold. Uh, they're listed as independent contractors, which the wording is just uh, to avoid a union. Basically, that's basically the ro- the reason why the wording. But in the reality of it, they're fucking employees. Fuck that uh, stupid. Uh, uh, what what is the name again? Uh, uh. Because they're not uh, <laughs> independent contractors. Independent contractors, my ass. They're employees. They're straight up employees. So, I mean, what did Matt Cardona say about that? I, I know he did a comment on Twitter. I mean, but it was, it was pretty good, though. Uh, it pretty nasty, uh, I didn't see it. But it was pretty good, though. It's like, you know, but people right now at this time, you know, listen. Like you just said, they're making that extra money on the side. They're not doing live events. Let it, let it be. It's just, at the end of the day, it's just wrong. And they're changing their name is too wrong. So, unfortunately, no, no. And, and, let me add something to it also. WWE famously let over 200 people go on April. And then a couple of months ago, they left a, a few other people go as well, at more on the hush-hush level. But they did. And still has reported the most earnings they have in years this year in the middle of a fucking pandemic. And they still crying wolf. And they're still crying, we need more money. Like, motherfucker, you're making money hand over fist right now. And you still want to take money out of these people? Fuck you. So, um, then. In, in plain Spanish, me bajo los pantalones para que me termine de dar. Harold, that was the best line of the night. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, having that type of thought in mind. I'm going to do it in English using a Cartman line. Okay. Uh, can I have a cigarette? Because I want, I'd want. i like to smoke after I'm being fucked. Yes. <laughs> like, are we going to share a cigarette afterwards? I mean, you're already pretty much done with me. I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the El Viejo Cuento que Caquito o Muerte. Yeah. Okay. Uh, switching now to a subject which I left for last because I knew this was going because we just need to end on a happier note because this yeah. is kind of depressing. So I saved this subject for last. And uh, let's keep it, try to keep it in a way that we don't get canceled right away. <laughs> so I'm, I'm appealing to the rational side of you guys to keep okay. it in a very professional manner and not go crazy and horn doggy on this. Uh, oh, no, no. We would have been canceled uh, uh, like 15 minutes already. <laughs> 15 minutes ago, we already have been canceled. Because that man has no <laughs> filter in his mouth. <laughs> okay, so you already know where I'm going with this. Who is Uh-oh. the hottest woman wrestler in your opinion? I'm going to pick Baldwin to start. Go. Uh, oh, why me? Why are we here? <laughs> I got to go with Anna and say, oh my God. I've been mentioning her like so much. Then my second pick is Scarlett. Then my third pick is Camille. <laughs> and then four Sasha, Sasha Banks. Yeah, I went for four picks, man. I, I got issues, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, we can do it like a top five. Yeah. So I'm missing one more than that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, so I mentioned Anna Day. Yes. I mentioned Scarlett. I mentioned um, Camille. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Sasha Banks. And my fourth pick, let me see. I'm gonna have to go with um, what's the new good, the Brazilian girl that, that Ty Conti. Dark Order. Oh yeah. <laughs> crema, you say respond rápido. Yeah, you did right. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> what's your pick, Carol? What's your pick? Well, actually, I think I'm going to go a little bit weird on this one. Well, of course, after I saw uh, Anna Jay, she is first place. No discussion, no matter what. She yeah. is first place. Uh, I will say Liv Morgan. Um, Sasha. I would also say Chelsea Green. You get out of here for real? Yeah, yeah. Hey, she ain't ugly. I, I like I like what I see when I see Chelsea Green. Trust oh, me. Yeah? Um, and one of those that which actually I got in common uh, and is might might be not expected. Uh, Mickey James. Mm, you like that mill faction? Okay. Andy. <laughs> hey, you know Harold. You know something, Harold? Brother, I agree with you. You know, if I can switch my pick, I'll put Mickey as a fifth man. He's pretty. He's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's I me now. She's what? She's in the forties already, or she was? No, no, she's st- she's still in her thirties. She's still in her thirties. Yeah, yeah, she's late thirties. Actually, uh, on Mickey, I got breaking news on her. And actually, those are not good ones. She is injured. Ah, oh, damn. She will be out of action for several weeks. Ah, oh, damn. Oh. Yeah, she broke her nose. Um, oh yeah, I saw that video match against Selena Vega. Yeah, I saw that oh, yeah. video. She went to the doctor, and the doctor just shoved a fucking thing up her nose to oh, yeah. set it up straight. It was damn. You know it was savage. It's true. His dark, out. demonic soul. <laughs> Ariel, what's your pick? I'm back to hear. Yeah, well, 
obviously Anna J goes up at first. Obviously, that's not even a, that's a given. So I mean, what has that woman done to us? That is a general consensus. Not only us three, but the other guys in the in the group as well. That are just like following her like we were like some sort of Labrador retriever after her, just wagging our tails and our tongues, just oh. <laughs> and the mention of her name. But Hello, yeah, nurse. <laughs> yes, that is that is correct. So uh that we have Anna J at first. Uh, second place, I'm going to go with Tennille Dashwood, formerly known as Emma. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally, bro. Okay, so that's two. Uh, for three, I'm going to go with Ty Conti. Ah, yeah, yeah. I have to guess. Okay. Uh, with four, I'm going to go with a girl that we have ignored for far too long, uh, Tony Storm. (gasps) Oh, yeah. about her oh my god i mentioned her the other day in the chat what was it yesterday wow she's, she's hot and number five i'm gonna pick our girl sasha banks oh yeah my girl sasha you know sasha is the, the great athlete though besides that she looks great you know she's you know but she's a great athlete and she's uh i like her matches her matches are like, like oh like she's matches. good she's very good so uh you know, and also a uh, possible Jedi in the new season of Mandalorian. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, actually, she came out already. She started looking up for her. I, I saw her. I saw her in the in the in the um, in the teaser the other day. But she came out. You know, she, I think she's in. I think she's in the first, like in the first two. No, no, she she is in the series. She is in the series. It's just that it's not clear whether she's a Jedi or what what is her character is. But she is in. She is going to be in season two. And I think what she's going to be a recurring she's character. But I read she's going to be a Jedi. That's what I read. That's what I read so far. Well, but Jedi's you know, are kind of extinct at the time of the story the Mandalorian is. Although the, it, it says that it's just like a couple of years after Return of the Jedi, it's set on. So I don't know. I don't think Luke jump started the Jedi Order that quickly. <laughs> no, no. But like, you know something? I think that you know uh, her acting career. She could be a good actor. You know. She has the face, she has the body, she has the character. I think she'd be a good actor. Ooh, and, and she could possibly fight Gina Carano in it. Who knows? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. I agree on that one. Totally, man. Wow, man, the top five, man. We mentioned such a great-looking woman. <laughs> well, they're gifts from heaven, or the surgeon that prepared their bodies artificially. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't know. I mean, you don't know. We're speculating. We don't know. It could be that that it's all natural, or it could be that, you know, the money of a good surgeon. You all remember the miracles uh, the WWE did with China. Rest, repeat, uh, rest in peace. You know, we, we, we got into the second, uh, the honorable mention, um, like uh, Penelope Ford. Oh, my Penelope. God. I forgot about Penelope Ford. Ford. No, we didn't mention it. Uh, um, Brandy Rose. You know. Oh yeah, Cody is another lucky bastard. Oh yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, totally, man. Yeah, there's a couple of women that we did not mention that she's um, she's that totally those women are totally. Um, you see, we, we were more you know educated regarding about the situation. Shaggy would have been in this conversation. Oh yeah, and I think. I do have to say though, AEW has the hottest chicks. <laughs> Harold, do you agree with Ari on that one? Uh, actually, I will not argue to be honest. Uh, and to be honest, um, uh, I do believe that AEW is not taking much advantage of the hot women they have. Yeah, uh, they treat the women's matches like glorified divas matches, with the exceptions of a few matches here and there. But uh, I, when I see Dynamite, I don't know what happens in Dark. I don't, I don't watch Dark. But in Dynamite, uh, with the exception of the main eventers, like right now, the main eventers right now are what is it? Thunder Rosa, uh, Ikaruchira, uh Eva Lee has been in the main uh, main eventers for the women's division uh, so far, and her uh, tag team partner as well. 
those are the women that are getting, you know, good time on TV in wrestling. Uh, Britt Baker also as well. She gets a good time on, uh, on TV as well. But then the rest of them are like, I mean, Anna J, Anna J right now is glorified eye candy right now. Yeah, but, but she gets a lot of time in dark, though. Harry. I watched dark and she gets it. Yes, I'm in dark okay. So, well, uh, like I said, I, d- I don't watch dark. That's why I made the clarification at the beginning. So I don't get shout out. And, oh, she, she fucking wrestles. So calm the fuck down. <laughs> but you have a point, though. She should show up in Dynamite, though. Because, you know, she has, she has potential. You know, I like this dark side of her. Like, she's like this badass. Like, she don't give a crap. You should put it in, 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 in Dynamite by now. Yeah, I, I know more about her when I watch BT, BET <laughs> being the elite. That's what I know more about her watching B, being the elite. Because she's yeah. the one that, uh, that puts everybody on notice every time Mr. Brody Lee shows up, which is the best part of being, uh, being the elite right now. Oh, guys, that, that is so good. I, I like watching Mr. Brody Lee. Dude, I didn't know this guy had so much potential. You know, the WWE never should have given him more opportunity. That that's the that's the problem that WWE has such a fucking deep roster that they barely have time to take care of everyone. And yeah. the the reason why they put Raw the three hours is so they can give everybody more chance. But the problem is that Raw is so poorly or shitty booked. That it's it's just people being wasted on the side. Uh, look, unfortunately, of the, of the group, I'm the one that's taking all the bullets to watch Raw and SmackDown. And I'd rather watch SmackDown five times more than Raw. Raw was like... Okay, okay. We're, we're going back to the negative stuff. Let's go back to the positive stuff. Anna J, Anna J, Anna J. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, let's go what back to the positive. You wanted to measure her three times to see if she appeared? Um, I'm checking right now. No, she hasn't appeared. Damn it. <laughs> I'm checking. I'm checking. No. No, no, no. She hasn't showed up. She hasn't. <laughs> well, I guess this is, this has been a podcast. Uh, this is a return. I mean, we're a little rusty because, you know, it's been a while since we've done this. But How long has it been, uh, over two years since the last one. I think four. I think like three years and a half. Uh, more. I I think so because I think the last time we recorded was like in in, in 2017. I think. That's correct. You're you're right. What, what was the last time we? It's been three years already, man. Wow. Ooh, so it's been a while. So we're we were kind of rusty, but we, you know we'll get in there. So we just had to crank up the numbers, add more podcasts here and there, and. Eventually, we'll get back the following that we had and get back cranking. We should also talk to Joha so he can start designing T-shirts from every bullshit that comes out of our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stupid expressions that come out of us, and hopefully that'll grab some attention and then go from there. Yeah, yeah, you know, and bring Shaggy in once in a while, you know. Even though you have to have him on the leash sometimes. No, the... But- a good Shaggy is an unleashed Shaggy. That's a good Shaggy. I was reminding Harold before we started uh, the podcast, uh, the little experience we had with Shaggy back in 2013 in the air- when he was working in the airport, that he called a guard on me while I was going to New York and he said, he has a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> That was so funny. I remember that. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And add to the fact that my father was there. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And then when the guard came, no, 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 I was joking. I was joking. I was joking. That was so messed up, man. That was and my dad was like, what kind of friends do you have? And I'm like, crazy ones, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he, he's good when he wants to be. <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. He's, uh, you know, when he gets his medicine. <laughs> he's a black sheep of, 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 of a smart group. 
Totally, 100%. Okay, well, let's call it a podcast. So, uh, everyone, if you have something to say to the, guy, the people listening, you have the opportunity now to say so. Ira, go ahead. Well, um, I would like to first thank you guys for the opportunity. I've never been in a podcast before. This is my first time. And to the guys out there, um, thank you for listening to us whenever you do. Uh, join the family. Don't be scared. We're not going to eat you alive. Okay. No cannibalism. Good. <laughs> well said. Well said, brother. Well said. Well, I want to thank um, you guys. Um, Ariel, again, you know, this is, it's been three years, and, and, I, and I missed this stuff. Totally, I missed this a lot. Man. My son told me the other day, Dad, when are you going to start? Are you guys going to start the podcast again? He's 14 right now. So he goes, I'm going to be one of the first subscribers in this one. So, Gonna have you gonna you gonna have more fans, man. On this, one. So hopefully, you know. hopefully. Well, we're we're available right now on on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. So if you whatever one of the, any of those uh, apps that you use to get your podcast podcast fix, we're available in either one. So once this and one, what you Oh yeah, we're also going to be on the smart uh, on the Husky by Boo uh, channel, so it's going to be part of the Husky by Boo Productions. <laughs> you know my my shit. I like that Husky by Boo. Yeah, that's that's my personal podcast, but I'm going to add it into the channel, so it's going to be available there. And I, I, just keep in mind in social media uh, the, at the Husky by Boo on Instagram. I will be posting when the podcast is available, and I will also post that on the stories on Instagram, the link, so that way you guys, whoever's listening, can go there and check it out. And, you know, if you want to subscribe there on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, and follow us from there. So this has been Ariel, Harold, and Baldwin from the, the Smart Nerd Podcast, Episode 1, The Return. And I would like to thank you all for listening and have a great day.